Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Good morning to you and yours on this Monday. We want you to hit that like button, the thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate it. Subscribe and share as well. Again, pound that like button. They tell me that's a big thing. Good morning, Brittany, to you. We've got a lot to get to. Of course, the coach, Chris Landry, will join us of LandryFootball.com. Also, we will look back on Tennessee's big win against Missouri, set a number of records, including most yards in school history, and Jalen Hyatt continues to score touchdowns, drops a couple of passes, but just uh, luck is entrenched as the Blitnikoff winner, and Hendon Hooker didn't hurt his Heisman chances, and Then as far as the rest of the college football landscape, because it matters, it truly matters for Tennessee and the college football playoff. They're going to need a little bit of help, not a lot, we will discuss. Good morning, Amanda LaFrada. How are you? I'm doing well this morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Uh, Raleigh said, did you get a haircut? I did. I was uh, in bad shape last week. Yeah, and I got a a new electric razor, too, because I'm going to blame it on the manufacturers because I was getting razor burn. I'd never gotten razor burn in my life. So I went back to the electric razor. What what do you think? You see any scuffle there? Am I doing okay? No, looks good. 
I appreciate that. And with the haircut, um, I, I asked the lady as I always do. So, so is it, uh, is it, get, is it getting any thinner? And, uh, cause I'm very insecure about that. And she goes, no. And I was like, oh, good. And then she goes, but man, it's getting white. Oh, gosh. Almighty. Jimmy. At least you know she's honest. She is honest. So, so one if she day, ever does tell you it's getting thinner, then it really is. It's going to happen in like three three or four years. She's going to, I'm going to say, is it getting thinner? She's going to go, yes, it absolutely is. So again, hit that thumbs up button. It helps the channel. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Raleigh, for noticing the haircut. Uh, good morning to you as well, John. So we've got a lot to get to the down and dirty at 30. Today is brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach England has the power to go against those big insurance attorneys. Zach England of Best and Brock brings you the down and dirty at 30. Zach's got your back. So let's go ahead and begin to dive right into it as Amanda and I discuss at our 5 a.m. production show exactly what we're going to get into. And um, but we don't go too deep into it because I don't want to do the show in the parking lot, as uh, somebody once said. So one of the topics du jour was certainly Tennessee and potentially running up the score. So that was discussed by the commentators on Saturday, and it hit a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Now, what's funny is I don't know that we're having this conversation, Amanda, if, if they don't bring it up, but let me let me start with that. Do you think from from this... Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, David. Do you think we're having this conversation if nothing is mentioned on the television broadcast? Um, no. Yeah, I think we are. I think we're okay. still going to have the conversation no matter what. Okay. So here is what um, I've, I've visited with. And this is why I want you to hit that like and subscribe button and share. Because there are interviews with Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren on the youtube page that you can listen to them in their entirety so i thought this was incredibly honest and this is the kind of stuff that you don't get at the press conference settings and the kind of stuff that's said in the locker room behind closed doors but that is not said publicly and i thought jacob warren was really honest and uh why they decided to score that late touchdown with just over 30 seconds left on the one yard line here's jacob warren tennessee tight end me the game is about winning as by as much as you can the game is about scoring as many points as you can and beating your opponent so at the end of the day i know there's people that are upset that we that we ran the score up and that we scored with you know 30 40 50 so i don't know how many seconds left on the clock but we're trying to go play in the cultural playoffs we have to win these games by as much as we can and you know in the most dominating fashion that we can and just show who we are and show that we're the best offense in the nation. And statistically, we would love to be the, the number one offense in the nation, which we have been. And I don't know where exactly we are now, but that includes points. That includes yards. That includes, you know, yards per catch, yards per carry, all those things, all these stats that we're trying to hit. And um, if that's disrespectful, then I guess you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be playing the game, I guess, if you can't handle getting – I don't know. Okay, so let me go to you, Amanda. I, I'll I'll just state this, and then we can get the some input from the message board, and I want to get your input too. 
I have zero issue when you're playing an SEC opponent and if you want to call it running up the score or not. I never have, whether it's against Tennessee or whether it's against whoever. I think that it can come back to bite you if, if you do those things, if you're down and the other team's up. So it may not be in your best interest. But as far as any sort of morality, I don't have a problem your thoughts on teams and Southern Cal did the same thing Friday night against Colorado. They scored a late touchdown. So your, your thoughts on, on teams scoring late, do you have an issue with it? I have, I have just so many things to say on this one. So first there's a difference between throwing a, you know, 40 yard bomb down the field with, so many seconds left to go or a minute to go when you're up by 40 points then or 30 30 something points so you don't have an issue with the necessarily the play at the one as much as the plays before that is that what correct you're okay gotcha. that's that would be my there's a difference in because we know second string is always going to want to play we know that and and you shouldn't expect second string to go out there and not give it their all um but there's a difference in throwing a 40-yard bomb and just handing it off to the running back or just throwing little passes or, or what have you. There's there's just a difference in that. It, look, it looks different. It, it just does. And so that's my first thing was the 40-yard bomb was a little much, I felt like. Let me address that one real quick. And then, and then I want you to continue. So don't I hate to interrupt your train of thought. I've always been of the Spurrier school of thought. You put the backups in, you run the same offense. So I don't have a problem with any play calling if you're running the same offense with the backups in. I got a problem with keeping your starters in till the end of the game. But that's my thoughts on that. Go right ahead. So my thought on that is I would understand if it was Hendon Hooker throwing that bomb. I would understand more because he's going for a Heisman Trophy. Like, you know, you want to pad his stats as much as possible because he's going for a Heisman Trophy. But the fact that it's Joe Milton in there throwing that bomb is, is an issue to me. Just just because it's one minute left to go, you don't need to throw a 40-yard pass down, down the field. Now, second thing, you have to pick a side. You either think it's okay or you don't think it's okay. And it can't be okay when it's your team and not okay when it's Ohio State. It can't be okay when it's Tennessee and not okay when it's, you know, Alabama or whoever, whoever else, your rival, Georgia. You have to pick one or the other. You can't have both. You can't do it both ways. So that's that to me is a is a big deal because you will have so many people every time Ohio State plays a game come out and say they run up the score or like when Urban Meyer was coaching. Urban Meyer, that's what he does. He runs up the score. He's classless, yada, yada, yada. And then turn around. And when their team does it, defend it. You can't do that. You have well, to stick to one side or the other. Well, sure. And I'm not going to pick up, I'm not going to pick apart any particular fan or go on social media and, and look back and see if they said two years ago that the Tennessee, somebody got ran up the score in Tennessee. I have zero problem with it in terms of a coach's decision to do it, no matter who it is whether it's Ohio State, uh, which did so, Southern Cal, across the board. I have zero problem with it What I, because of the way the system's set up. Now, if you want to 
if you want to talk about the way the system is set up and that the committee shouldn't even really count those points in the back of their head or, you know, they're, there actually used to be a margin of victory that was factored in at the BCS. So you look back, it actually was part of the formula. Then if you want to say it's part of the system, that's why I like a 12 team playoff, because I don't think you have plays like this. That's a whole nother debate, but Tennessee's making it. Maybe they're not throwing it deep. So I, I, I'm not crazy about the system in that you're awarded for doing things like that but I got zero problem with teams deciding to do it. So there's no wishy-washiness with me. Um, I've always thought it's your, it's your responsibility to stop the other team. Now I will make an exception. If you're playing you uh, UTC or you're playing a division two school, you know, an FCS team, I get that. That's a different level of competition, but if you're an SEC team, it's your job. You're on scholarship too. You've been there every bit as long as Josh Heupel has. So in this particular case, I just I think it's what the system is and it's what you have to do. So I'm going to get to the message board, but your thoughts on that. Um. So that's yeah, it wasn't a, an attack on you. It was just oh, I didn't think it was. Fans, oh, I didn't think it was. Okay. Just as fans have problems when it's not their team. I bet then, a burrito it was an attack on me. Okay. And I love burritos. I don't want one. Um, So fans have issues when it's not, when it's a different team. They do. They have issues, even if it's a team like Ohio State plays Rutgers or they play a really bad Michigan State or they play, you know, when Maryland wasn't so good. Fans always had issues talking about Ohio State running up the score. Well, you can't talk about that and then turn around and defend this. That's not okay. And Ohio State was trying to get into the playoffs, too. So they're trying to win by the biggest margin of victory. So it, it was set up. It's set up the same way. It's the exact same thing. So that is my, that's my feeling on that. You have to go one way or you have to go the other. Now, third, do you need to say something? No, I'm good. Okay. I, I'm going to add a layer, but I, I don't want to do it until until you're done. Okay. So third... You, Tennessee had the margin of victory by 30-something points at that point. You won the game. No one thought you didn't dominate the game at the end. You know, up until halftime, yes, it was close. But after that, you won the game. Everyone knew that. Throwing a 40-yard bomb down the field with, like, one minute left is a little much. It was was very Ohio State-esque. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so my contention is you run your offense and you run what you think. You don't just run the football because you're up big. That is that is my contention from the get. That's my baseline. Now, let me add another layer to this. You and I were together, I think, um, in at, uh, in Atlanta or yeah, we were we were in Atlanta. It was SEC Media Days when Eli Drinkwitz goes on the Jim Rome show, and as he's being introduced. It was something like this. I would like to go back, ah, you know, Drinkowitz. And before he had even been introduced, Amanda, he Eli Drinkowitz thought it would be wise to work in a shot at Tennessee who was who had just received their notice of allegations um, from the NCAA. So was there motivation to score a little bit more because of that? Um, possibly. 
And quite frankly, I I wouldn't blame Josh Heupel if there was, because I and it may sound petty, does, Amanda, but especially I mean, with I think it, if if that motivated him, and I think it motivated him to score the last touchdown against the Stoops family member against Kentucky. I think we could have been having that conversation if the national broadcasters brought it up. Okay, the last touchdown they scored against Kentucky. But I think there's motivation, yes, to – I think he has a chip on his shoulder. And I don't have a problem with that. And especially with Eli Drinkwitz taking a shot at Tennessee during the last end of the recruiting cycle when prospects had just made their visit on a national radio show, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me if that's part of your motivation. Now, with all that being said, you do – run the risk of infuriating the football gods. You do. That could result in an injury. Um, that could result in maybe one day you're down and Missouri's up. Not likely, but possible. So I think that you, ri- you run that risk. So pragmatically, you could say you shouldn't have done that. You should just be trying to run out the clock. But from a morality perspective, I have zero problem with it, but I'm curious. Go ahead. We talk about how mature this Tennessee team is. We talk about how humble they are. We talk about how in such a good headspace that Josh Heupel has them in. Again, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, okay, it's cool for you to be petty, but then talk about how mature and how wonderful and how humble this team is. Like you can either be petty and and be good with that, or you can be humble and, you know, full of humility and, and want to just, you know, praise them for everything that they are. You can't say, okay, it's cool for this moment. You can be petty. And then next day it's because of the situation, because of the situation, I don't see it as petty as at all because of the college football committee. It, do you trust them that they're watching every minute of every game of every team that's involved? No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, if because of Eli Drinkwitz, saying Josh Heupel could probably okay. just tacked on that other one, and that's he can be petty. Either he can be or he can't be. Either he has the emotional maturity and these guys are humble or they're not. There's, that's I, that's, and, there's one or the other. And I don't know if that was emotion, but you do have to remember this too these two teams are going to be recruiting against each other. So this is an opportunity to show that you're better than them. Now, how much better we could, we could certainly debate that. Um, They were already a lot better before the last touchdown or before that long, that long pass downfield. They were already a lot. So exactly. I get where you're coming from. I can see if you, I, I think today on a Monday, we would be having this conversation that Tennessee took a, a knee and it may have been the sportsmanlike thing to do. However, it could hurt them in the college football playoff committee's eyes. I think we could be having that conversation because, Amanda, I don't trust them. I trust you to make a better decision about who should be in the college football playoff more than them. I really do. Well, yeah, because we don't know. We don't know their they're all over the place, but this, in my mind, I could argue that this hurts them in the college football playoff. 
committee. Well, and and you and you may be right. And Bear or whatever the Bear or Bear um, brought that up in oh. a tweet, and uh, Eric Ainge attacked him. And um, Bear brought that up. I'll be interested to see how it plays in the college football committee's mind. I'll be interested to to see too. It could cut the other way. I mean, you're right. I wouldn't. I don't think it will. But certainly, you're you're open to that. So, um, your your you thoughts. Mean, you go from the feel good story of Tennessee and how you know they they've been portrayed in the media this season for you know <clears throat> and and for good reason. You have gospel songs by Hendon Hooker. You have you know you have all of this doing it for faith and being humble and loving the stories of Jalen Hyatt, loving the stories of Byron Young, you know, doing all of that. And then you turn around and then you do something like this. So it's, I think it kind of messes with people's minds. All of a sudden you're not the, the underdog that people are pulling for. All of a sudden you're not that um, feel good story of the good kids and the sweet guys and, and, you know, the ones you want to win, all of a sudden you're the bully adding, tacking on another touchdown. And Tennessee versus Kentucky, they scored one touchdown, one one score in the fourth quarter. And yeah, this they, one is – But they threw it in the zone. That, that had a feel of I don't like the Stoops family. And that's one thing or the other. I, don't, I, I mean, either way, they still just scored one one score in, in the last, you know – 15 minutes of the game. This one, they've scored 17 points in the last 15 minutes of the game with one of them coming at seconds left on the clock. And I think that that is why people right or wrong will have a problem with it. And I believe that it changes people's perceptions of Tennessee. It sends them back to the whole daddy baseball caps and stuff. It reminds them. I don't know what that means. You don't know what the daddy baseball caps are? You don't know about the the baseball team with the daddy hats and all that stuff. Oh, oh, oh you, Tennessee's baseball team. Okay, yeah, okay. like the the what pe- yeah, people hated them. They loved to hate them because they seemed like they were arrogant bullies. I mean, this your football team had that completely opposite. It was a completely opposite view where people were rooting for them because of what a great story they were and then i feel like this is just my opinion with other people they revert back to that baseball team where they go okay well now honestly it's just tennessee's just a bunch of arrogant buttholes kind of thing well i i think that there's something to be said for how you're perceived okay so obviously it's it's a debate i don't think we're even having this debate if the i, I really don't and you you disagree but I don't think we're even having this conversation if not for Rick Neuheisel bringing it up and the fact that they're they're throwing it deep and on the one-yard line. I have no problem with you running your offense. Um, as far as the deep ball, if you want to take a knee on the one-yard line, that's fine. But if you have a problem with, with Tennessee doing it, then I'm not saying you, you rhetorically. But if you have a problem with Tennessee doing it, you have to have a problem with Southern Cal doing it on Friday night. You have to have a problem with Ohio State doing it. So does it take away a little bit of the feel-good story? Um, Yeah, I mean, perhaps. But at the end of the day, the more points they score, 
unfortunately, the way this system is set up, we should have had a 16-team playoff 20 years ago, okay, in my opinion. Um, but we don't. Um, so I think that you have to do what you got to do. And Tennessee was in the fifth position. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with the college football playoff selection show on a Tuesday night. So uh, a lot to get to, not just that. Let's talk about Tennessee. Your thoughts on who stood out. Um, I thought there were a lot of people who stood out. And I thought one of the great stories that, again, you can listen to Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren talk about on our YouTube channel is that uh, Cooper Mays goes up to Jalen Hyatt, puts his arm around him, and says, good game. So what does uh, Jalen Hyatt said, say? He said, no, I had two drops. That's not a good game. So I love the fact that he is very strong in that regard and that he wants to be better. Oh, by the way, he did have another touchdown pass and over 150 yards. So um, I, I am absolutely still blown away uh, by this team and their mentality, uh, despite oh, piling on or scoring extra points. Um, we could debate that all day long. All right, as far as the college football playoff, Let's uh, take a look at some of the teams that Tennessee has beat earlier in the season. And if those are quality wins now or not, Pitt beat West Virginia 37 to seven. So the Panthers moved to six and four. That's not looking like an incredible win anymore. Florida, the Gators took care of business against South Carolina, winning 38 to six. Florida moves to six and four. LSU, the Tigers um, beat Arkansas 13 to 10 in a scrappy game. Uh, with the win and the Ole Miss loss, the Tigers clinched the SEC West, and along with the Alabama win, that looks like an even more quality win. Alabama, excuse me. Sorry, without KJ Jefferson, he didn't even play for Arkansas. Right. Uh, I still think it looks like a quality win, the way they beat LSU and that LSU is going to represent the West. Alabama needed uh, a great defensive play at the end. Uh, they were about, what, 16, 17-yard line and tried to run a little dig route to uh, Mingo. That didn't work. And great defensive play. I think you saw Nick Saban, how happy he was. Why? Because it's not been the season he envisioned, I don't believe. Uh, boy, I could still make the, the case that Bryce Young could, should be the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't care if it's two times. I don't care if the numbers don't match up. I think he does as much with as little as anybody. And he's he's going to be on my ballot somewhere, one, two, or three. Uh, but the, that, to me, looks like uh, still a quality win. Kentucky fell to Vanderbilt. That didn't help Tennessee whatsoever. Um, Georgia, by the way, uh, Georgia handled Mississippi State. I think that uh, Georgia is the best team in the nation right now. and We'll see if Tennessee is able to get any sort of uh, rematch. But at the end of the day, when you look at what happened across the board, there really wasn't that major shakeup. TCU beat Texas in a pretty ugly game. I stayed up to watch that one. And as far as the teams ahead of them, you're waiting for Michigan and Michigan State to play each other. You don't want that to be close. Uh, Georgia's not going to lose unless they slip up in the SEC championship game. So really not a lot of shakeup. I, you know, unless they want to make TV drama, Amanda, I think Tennessee should still be in the fifth spot. At the end of the day, I don't see them moving for any good reason other than TV drama. But I bet you they'll be 
TV drama in some shape, form, or fashion. I bet they'll move. I bet it won't be the same exact top five for TV drama. I, bet, I think I would, it will be. I would bet my burrito on that once again. I don't want your burrito, but I do think you're wrong in this sense. I think Everybody they're going to keep... My, my wife makes delicious burritos. Everybody wants my burrito. Okay. I don't think... I, I'm sure that people might want Shanda's burrito, but not, not yours. Because she's the one that makes the burritos. So that's yeah, fair. That's but true. I think I think it'll be the same. I think it'll be exactly the same. I, I hope you're right, because that would be integrity. That's I think it will be. Watching these shows, they've done that before. If nobody drops, nobody loses, if everybody plays the way that they think they're going to play, then they'll just keep them exactly the same. Kevin pointed out that Oregon lost. Now, that's a good point, Kevin, that we didn't bring up. Because if Oregon had run the table... And which I didn't really ever think they would do. But if they had run the table and they win the Pac-12 championship, it would be really hard to keep them out. So I get that. Um, I totally understand that. But um, I didn't think they would. So I didn't include them in the breakdown. Um, I mean, goodness gracious, we're talking about Bo Nix. Let's get to today's tough question. Today's tough question is brought to you by Guardian Investments. Guardian Investments, all you have to do is go to giaplantoday.com. Now, you can video conference and get the absolute best financial advising in the biz at giaplantoday.com. Tell them off the hook sports since you giaplantoday.com. And the great thing I love about Gary and the guys is they explain the process to you. What that means is that they're going to tell you this is the best place to allocate your funds. But this is why a lot of people do not do that. So I appreciate that out of uh, Gary and the gang. So it is time for today's tough question. And it's brought to you today by Guardian Investments, GIAplantoday.com. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. All right, you are you always have veto power, Amanda. But here's the direction I was going to go with uh, today's tough question, <clears throat> and get your thoughts on it. I think I know where this will end up. But um, how concerned are you that Tennessee will be left out of the college football playoff? Immensely, very slightly, not at all. So I asked that question by what we just discussed. And also I asked that question based off the fact that um, there wasn't shakeup above Tennessee. You did have the Oregon loss. So that takes one potential team out of the equation. But what do you think of that question? Dean says slightly already. So slightly concerned left out of the college football playoff. I think Dean is probably in the right mindset there I, I think i think if tennessee wins out and they win convincingly and they run up the score on everybody joke intended that i think that they will i think they'll make the college football playoff but i've, I've got some i've got some concern there just because tcu i thought was going to lose to texas so um Brittany says i guess administration of missouri is regretting that raise and contract extension for poor coach drink well, I thought that too. That was a weird 
timed announcement on an extension and contract too. The middle of November, right before you're playing on the road at Tennessee. It's not like you've looked good this season, so I don't understand it. Like, what are you doing? Now, Did somebody I, come after him? If somebody came after him, then I'd be like, all right, peace out, man. Maybe it's Jim Rome looking for a co-host. That's possible. All right, so your thoughts on those four? Those four, so where, I, would you, where would you put that? So I changed it just a, a little bit because I think Barry and Immensely are the same. I mean, they're, they're really close. So I changed it to very fairly... Like, fairly concerned, slightly concerned, and not at all. Okay. I can roll with that. I can roll with that just fine. Uh, so, let's let's do that. We got Chris Landry coming up, the coach, LandryFootball.com. And look at me. I can see, and I'm not wearing contacts right now, and I don't have to wear glasses uh, for up close or far away. It's pretty incredible, and I think – Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn right there on Wise Garber for taking care of my eyes. I had the LASIK procedure. The thing that I love about Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn is they are local. Other doctors will just fly in and see you, do the surgery. No, you want people that have your best interest at heart, and that's Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. So absolutely love them. Cataract surgery as well. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn, local vision care that you just can't get anywhere else the coach chris landry up next on off the oak sports sun sand and salt water the beach is a very relaxing place unless you wear contacts ow open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with lasik vision correction from campbell cunningham laser center ah Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. The Off the Hook Podcast at offthehooksports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. 
All righty, let's get to it. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com with Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm well. Hey, I want to talk uh, ball as, as much as anything because I learned so so much from you. But I do want to get your thoughts on the discussion that uh, cropped up during the broadcast of the Tennessee game on Saturday in, in which they pounded Missouri through deep late and scored a touchdown late. And the announcers talked about sportsmanship and whether Tennessee was piling on. Chris, what are, what are your thoughts, especially in this day and age of trying to impress, and this goes back to the BCS days, trying to impress a committee, uh, a group, a formula? What are your thoughts on running up the score? Well, in general, um, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I grew up old school. I don't really, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in when you get the game under control, I try to control the game, and, and I'm not looking to have stop points. Um, for Tennessee, that's their offense. That's what they do. They run up tempo, which is, again, I go the other way real quickly, is that is, this is where some of the against a good team, uh, you do that because that's all you can really do. It's the only thing you do. It's the only thing you practice. The only thing you believe in. Then what happens if you have a couple of, you know, incompletions, an interception? I have seen, for example, Mike Leach's teams give up a forty-seven point lead in one quarter <laughs> when he was at Washington State against UCLA. So I've seen stuff happen. Now it, it, it can happen. I'm not against Missouri and what have you, but. It can happen. So I'm not a big believer in that. I believe, you know, uh, philosophically, I like just dominating, but, but, you know, in controlling team with power once you got to leave. But that's not how Tennessee's built. The other thing you got to factor in, um, Tennessee is definitely trying to go for style points. If it comes down to a beauty contest, um, you know, scoring 66 instead of 57 is a little bit of a, of an eyeball bulger at you if you're, you're trying to pick it. And let's not let's not escape the elephant in the room, okay? This was Missouri, and we go back to July and Eli Drinkwitz's comments about Tennessee. Don't think that had uh, a lot to do with it, too. I'm not saying that he won't do this against South Carolina or Vanderbilt if he gets a chance, because I think he is for style points. But I guess what I'm saying is he might do it, and not really like it. I think he liked pouring it on Missouri. I think if he could have scored 80, he probably would have. Because I think of, you know, obviously the comments that Eli made. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? I, you know, I, I don't get into that. But, you know, I think, um, I think not that two wrongs don't make a right. I, I think Eli's comments in July were unprofessional and juvenile. And, um, I'll leave it at that. I mean, you might think that. I think most people probably felt that. You know, some things are, you know, let let the let the knucklehead fans on message boards, you know, say that type of stuff. You don't say that as a head coach. Um, but, you know, hell, you know, the the AD there gave him a two-year extension. So, you know, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe they love that. The way you said that, because Amanda and I were just talking about, why in the world did they announce that extension last week with a very 
average to below average season. What in the it, world? It, it doesn't make any sense, but let me just say this because I've been around this a lot. I'd like to see the contract. Is there an increase in the buyout? There's right. an assumption that there is. I don't like to assume. So if it's a two-year extension without any more increase in the buyout, then the, this clear what the two-year extension is. It is to show faith in recruiting. If you've decided, I knew when they gave Blake Baker an extension, the defense coordinator, that something was going to happen with Eli getting an extension because they don't, don't extend it, the, the defense coordinator. You know, if, if you're not, you know, so I knew it, it, something was coming. But if you give him the extension and you don't have a greater buyout, uh, more in the buyout, well, all it is is on paper to help in recruiting, which is why you do it. But if you owe him more, that's, you know, and, and I think the ADs today, they don't care about the money. They make so much of it. Well, we'll just, we want to keep them. We've got to give them a two-year deal and, you know, Hey, you know, these uh, these agents are able to particularly two of them in particular, one of them mainly is really good at getting people to do that. <laughs> yes, I think it's uh, uh, to be a Tennessee grad. I, you know, I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah not rhyme with Texan. You, you used to work in the equipment room mm-hmm. and used to, you know, lay out, you know, Reggie White's socks and other things. Yeah, just. It's a great country. It's he's, great he's, he's doing okay. Uh, Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Zool Beer Company. Zool Beer Company. Go to xulbeer.com. And Zool Beer Company has worldwide award-winning craft beer, great merch, and a great place downtown with parking in Knoxville. That never happens, Amanda. No, it does not. Um, so we let's just jump on this coaching carousel now. Okay. There's so many, there's reports coming out that Auburn and Lane Kiffin are close. Um, some from some blue check marks, there's, you know, Lance Lee pulled to Nebraska, all this other stuff. What are you, what are you hearing? Cause you're in the know as far as coaches go. What are you hearing? Well, especially Lane, I want to hear where Lane's going. Uh, and, and cheap plug because we may not get to all of them, but cheap plug. I did a, uh, on LandryFootball.com on the podcast section. It's free. I've got a special on that where I cover everybody, including some that may not be that we'll get into here. But so some of it's going to be repetitive for those that listen to it. But it's uh, I think it's a good listen. Check it out. Uh, here's the, I guess let's just start at uh, first. I think that um, Lance is definitely in the mix um, at Nebraska. Um what uh, I think there's a couple of other possibilities that they're looking into as well. Um, I do believe uh, the Auburn situation is probably most interest, uh, most interest to this audience. Uh, I, I think this, I think Lane is uh, definitely interested in Auburn. I, my guess is you take it. I think the only thing from Lane's point of view is does he feel like, he's going to have the full support where he can run his program, or is there going to be somebody that's, you know, going to be, and and I think that the right guy who they deem is the right guy, I think they would, but uh, I think he's definitely interested. My sense is he'll take it. If he's offered, Um, there has nothing been officially offered. I know that's the media, but it doesn't mean that something's not imminent. We're close. Okay. With two weeks left. Um, 
I don't there's there's a whole lot of support in the Auburn family for Cadillac. You know, they can't, in my opinion, you can't hire an emotion. Cadillac is is I know it's exciting. It was electric in Saturday night. It just he's he's not qualified for that job and just the was well, just part of the Auburn family. Auburn's too good of a job to just do that. And and I I think people have come out, you know, Dion. Dion is not a proven coach. I mean, at a big time level. Um you can't run the if you're South Florida, I would consider saying, you know what, Dion, let's, you know, I mean, because you know what? That's it. You can't have a, we'll see if a guy can coach, you know, once we hire him type. I, I don't believe in all that stuff. I, I think that's too big of a job. I, I, Hugh Freeze has been mentioned. You know, that relationship and between John Cohen, the former athletic director at Mississippi State, and Hugh Freeze, the former coach at Ole Miss, is going to be interesting. That is a uh, let's just say that is a big, big hurdle that they gotta they gotta have some kumbaya moment and let bygones be bygones. I don't know where that is because neither one will talk on or off the record about that. But I can tell you where that relationship was a few years ago. That is a uh, that's just not let's just say that's just not really good. So I don't know if that's the direction they have to go. That's the hurdle that would the would uh, would be in that. Um, I, I mean, what else? I don't know what else. You know, there's some others we talked about. In Nebraska. I think. I think. Um, I, I think Ryan Walters is probably the defense coordinator. In Illinois is probably going to get the Colorado job, but um, I think he's the favorite there. But but uh, that's kind of the latest on on the major openings at this point. Be interesting to see if if Lane would be offered the Auburn job. The question I would have is I know he has concerns at Ole Miss that there's not as much NIL money as the Tennessees of the world, the Floridas of the world. I mean, you could go on and on. There's probably four or five teams or seven or eight that have more NIL money than Ole Miss. Um, but is there a significant boost you think in terms of the NIL money that would be at Auburn as compared to Ole Miss? Yes, and well, it's not just and I, yes, and other advantages. Look, I'll put it to you this way Lane feels like he's taking Ole Miss as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. That there is a, it's it, for people who are not the uninformed of how things work behind the scenes, they think Ole Miss is on a par with Auburn. They're not, they're on a, they're on a par, they're, they're, had better wins. It's amazing how people look at just, well, who's winning as what's the better program. It's like, you know, people who said, well, the Tennessee program's awful. Look how many coaches they've had. No, no, no. You know, they, the on the, the field product's been awful, but you know, get the right guy. And there's a difference. Auburn is his one titles competed for titles. They can do things that Ole Miss can't do in terms of staff creations in terms of facilities, they're on a different level. Ole Miss, uh, there's a tremendous frustration. And, and NIL is a part of it, Dave. It's one of a list that's pretty long about what Auburn can do that Ole Miss can't do. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. And you have to have a guy. There's one thing that Ole Miss is, is an advantage of. 
if you don't compete and win big, if you can win eight, nine, ten games a year at Ole Miss, you can have that job forever. The pressure to win big at the highest level is not there. Um, and I do think Ole Miss is good enough that when we go to a 12-team playoff with the right coach, and Lane would be that guy, I think they could get into the playoffs in a 12-team playoff because I think they could be the third or fourth best team in the SEC in a given year. But to win in the playoffs, to have a program that could win, it, it's not. You, look at what he does at Ole Miss. He can't go get five-star guys, and he's an elite recruiter. He went and got those type of guys at Tennessee. Now, some of them were the wrong type of character guys, but he can get them. At Ole Miss, he can't. The, re, the way he gets five stars, he go gets the transfer. He go, goes get the transfer guys, and and you can do that to a point, but that makes coaching tough because you've got to you got to put a lot of things and make that soup taste good, and it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult rather than you transfer portals here to stay, but. Um, I, I think it's look. It's clear that in the coaching profession, to the to the opinions that matter, Auburn would be the better job, provided you want to deal with the Auburn circumstances and the expectations. And look, it's a tough job. You got to play Georgia and Alabama every year. Yeah, I mean, so you're basically starting to where those two programs are better. And even if you reach that level, you probably are not going to be real happy. You know, <laughs> I mean, whereas if you do that, if it Ole Miss, if you beat Mississippi State every year and you win nine games a year, you got that job for as long as you want it. So, but what does Lane want? What is he, he's a, you know, he's a high thinker. And so I, I, I think he would. I think you would consider it. Let me just say this, though, and, and, and they're not all on board at Auburn with Lane at this point, meaning there's some people that are not as comfortable with it. I don't think it's like something that – I think they're going to all be on board with whoever they're hired. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. But I think it's like, you know, lobbyists in, in, in Congress where you they're going to have to – okay, I'm not for it, but we're – I'll vote for it because I'll ask for a favor later. It's that's what is going on right now because they're not a hundred percent on, on lane. They're definitely not a hundred percent on you. So there's some got to come together and well, I'll agree to that. If you agree, you know, that, that, that sort of stuff is going on right now. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't think Cadillac is a serious contender. Although I think he'll get an interview, I think Dion will get an interview, but he's not a serious contender. That's the way I see that job right now, and I don't know obviously where it's going to end up. Fantastic input! You have to hit that like button, the thumbs up button, subscribe and share. We're throwing heat today with information and some pretty good takes as well. Smoky Mountain Red, I want to get to your point. Uh, first, though, Amanda has something, and I remind you that Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Fantastic barbecue supplies right there in Ottawa, Owl's Nest Barbecue. You'll absolutely love it. The rubs, the sauces, and also the Green Mountain Grills that are phenomenal. Amanda? There's been a lot of talk about Nick Saban, and I know we covered this you know, last week. Mm-hmm. But let's do the whole... If, like we said, if Josh Heupel leaves, who's going to go to Tennessee? Let's do the if Coach Saban retires, who's Alabama looking at? 
this so you got to retire this year is what you're talking about if he retires this year because it, it it timing's everything um right amanda i'm gonna be honest with you um a he's not gonna retire this year um and so it's tough to really go there but let's just play the game i i don't I think he'll have – here's what I do feel about the Alabama job, if you would have. Uh, Nick Saban's not going to hire the next coach, but they will not hire somebody that Nick Saban doesn't put his stamp of approval on. So that I, would, I, would Lane get that stamp of no, approval? No, no, I don't think so. No, really? No, no, no they I do not call. like – they do not like one. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, they, they put on that happy face type thing, you know, that that is not um, the whole. I mean, and, you know, that's what Lane does. He he does what Lane does. He does the trolling with. Did you see the thing he did? And I'm not a Twitter follower, but somebody sent me this. He's got the dog now, the little dog. In his, yeah. uh, and, and the little dog said, is grandpa staying with us this weekend? <laughs> did you see that? I did. Dave, Dave, man, 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 said, Dave did you see that? No, no, I'm, so I'm missing the reference. So he's got Lane has this dog that he adopted, and he calls it Juice Kiffin. And in typical Lane fashion, he has given Juice Kiffin a Twitter account. So he tweets Juice Kiffin. I mean, it, the dog is tweeting. It's Lane tweeting for the dog, obviously, yes. or whoever does this stuff. But Nick Saban is kind of refers to Lane. Oh, refers to Nick Saban as his dad. So he's saying his grandpa, Nick Saban, staying with us this weekend when it comes to Oxford. And he does all that stuff and the trolling and all that. Uh, But I don't uh, know. That's that's a that's a little bit of a uh, I, I don't think there's hate, but there's there's a complete difference of 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 how Lane handles things. Nick is not a big favor of a young guy, you know, new age thinking type stuff. So it's a bit of a question. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think everyone says Dabo. It's not Dabo doesn't have the support inside Alabama. I'll be honest with you. Really don't. There's not. That is a tough job. It is a unique job. It is replacing Nick Saban, and they're not going to have to worry about it unless there's some, God forbid, health issues for at least a couple of years, maybe more. But if it were to happen right now, there is no favorite. I can tell you there's just not. I mean, but things have a way of working out. I mean, things, I mean, you know, the, you get, it's going to be all over the place. Everybody's going to have that. And, you know, see, people are saying that, you know, Lane would never take the Auburn job because he's waiting for the Alabama job. He ain't waiting for the Alabama job because if he's waiting, just because, you know, Joe Fan wants Lane Kiffin, uh, that ain't going to happen, I can tell you. I, I don't, I don't um, see that happen. So I don't know where they would go. I really don't. It would, uh, it would be something that would uh, – there's just not that favorite type of a guy. I can tell you who a lot of them liked that, you know, it, it's, it's – if he were to have success and do, that he's got a lot of support was Mario Cristobal, but Mario struggling to try to get that program off the ground at Miami. And I don't think he's the, would any, it would not be anywhere near the favorite. And I just don't think there would be, I think they'd be, it, it, it'd be real interesting to see. 
You have to hit that like, subscribe, and share button. We greatly appreciate that. It helps the show. And check out our YouTube page for exclusive interviews with Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays, uh, current Tennessee football players, who gave us some great insight on whether or not they were running up the score and all that other good stuff. So, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Smoky Mountain Red asked about the transfer portal uh, portal concerning Texas A&M. Um, <clears throat> how concerned would you be? If you're Jimbo Fisher and the the amount of players, let's say I put the over under at 20 and a half players, 20.5. Would you take the over or the under? No, I take the under. That's an awful lot. Um, I put I put the over under at 10 or 12. Um, That's still a lot, though. Yeah, but 20 is like, you know, um, Look, I think I would be real concerned. Obviously, I don't know the attitude of the players. I mean, we know. I can tell you, it's a mess. It is a big time mess. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not breaking news on that. <laughs> but I got to tell you, looking at the tape, they are horrendous. Let this sink in. Statistically, which is doesn't tell you everything, but statistically and on film. They have a worse offense than Vanderbilt. Ouch. I mean, and I'm not, that's not one of those things that you just say, hey, they're cute, they're worse. No, no, no. They're worse than Vanderbilt right now. They are. Not a joke, not kidding, being serious. They're really, really are bad. They. This is not an easy fix. It's not a quick fix. And I think, um, I think there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. A lot of staff decisions, a lot of direction, and I think transfer portal uh, dancers. Uh, it, it's it's. I, I think it could be big. I think it could be big, which which again is all the more reason where you are you getting the right guys? Are they buying in? I I don't know. On on film, it doesn't look like it, and it, I just can't think it. It can't be really good inside that locker room and that feeling. And and not only that, but you know how this stuff works. It's the family members and the hangers-on that are telling them, man, this is this is a mess. They're hearing all that negativity. You know, you, you'd be better off going here, there, and there are other schools that are reaching out to the high school coaches and the hangers-on. They, they still – that's the thing in this new age. You continue to – remember when it used to be – in my day, when I was a recruiting coordinator, you never recruited a guy that committed to another school. Now they recruit you. Not only, uh, uh, even if you've committed, they continue to recruit you. You go to another school, and they still recruiting you. That was, like, highly unethical back then. Today, it's just, that's what's done. So all of that is what they're going to have to face. And are they strong enough to be able to keep those guys from jumping ship? I, I don't know, but my guess is they've got a lot of work to do on that front to keep them. Well, if you go into one of those uh, acronym supplement stores, you probably don't know what you're getting. Make sure what you put in your body is the right ingredients, and that's Nutrition World. Go to nutritionw.com, nutritionw.com, voted one of the top e-commerce sites in the land. So you need to check them out and know that, your supplements are exactly what they're supposed to be. Nutrition World, nutritionw.com. That is Nutrition World. All right, Amanda. So how much 
so this is what I, I think is going to happen. This is just my opinion. That Texas A&M is going to do one of those, like, hey, NCAA, maybe Jimbo did something bad. And come take a look. And then the buyout goes away, basically. And then they can get rid of him. How close do you think it is for them to get rid of Jimbo Fisher at a and I, I, I think it depends on how well they've covered their tracks. You know what happens if that's done. There's going to be a lawsuit. Yeah. And when you start doing that, you know, at some point you're looking at it, it's, it's going to make it, that's going to be a lot more negative. Because as you try to move, I mean, that, that's been said uh, out there. And I think that obviously folks in Tennessee think about that a lot because that's exactly what they did. But they, they had a guy that, let's just call it, wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed that, that didn't cover his tracks, that, you know, it was pretty easy. I don't think that's the case. Of course, I didn't think that Jeremy would have, you know, you know, the wife, you know, <laughs> involved either. There's a lot of things I, I was shocked on, but I don't think that's happening at AM. I don't I think they've kind of cut this is all kind of handled. So I don't think they'd get away with that personally. And if they did, you you gotta be careful because then if you do that, if it's not a clean thing, it's negative negativity on top on top of negativity for the program. And then you're still going to be spending the money. You just all be on to all of the lawyers. You'd be better off saying, you know, let's just take and come to an agreement by, you know, um, you know, I, I and the other, the third thing is, Here's my sense. There's no one that matters at AM that is jump ship on Jimbo. They feel like. Are you talking about it, it, from the and, administration standpoint? And the key boosters. Okay. okay. That they're not just, you know, it's, it is, this is what's going on. It's, you got to fix this. We believe in you. You fix this. You know, you've been given this, you fix it. Because I don't think there's an easy answer if they go out and want to hire somebody either. I mean, let's just say they did. I mean, they, they could go, you can fix this. You have to fix it. Now, if he is resistant and says, go kick rocks because you can pay, then I think it becomes contentious. Then I think next year they're having to come up with the money to do it. And and, and I think that if, if he doesn't want to do it this year, There'd be some people that would say, you know what, if he thinks this is how he's going to handle it and he doesn't want to make the changes, then, you know, we really need to be thinking about raising the money. I mean, but I I think what's going to happen is you got to fix this, Jimbo, because the the, maybe the fan base, you know, the people, those are not the the key people. The, The key people the booster faction believes he can fix it, wants him to fix it, and look, You've kind of got us into this. We've paid you this. You got to fix it. If if he um, if he doesn't do that, then I think there's there's a you know then there's going to be some real problems going forward. But I don't think they're comfortable with moving on from them. And it's more than just the money buyout. Is where do they go? Who do they hire? What do they do? I think they feel like their best chance is you got to fix it. And here's the thing: if you're Jimbo. Yeah, he could say go kick rocks, but his rep, hit is so bad. I've said this before. If AM was seven and five or eight and four, 
he might be able to sell, look, you know, we had this happen, that we're going to be fine next year. It's hit rock bottom, which may be the best thing for you now. And if you're going to lose, lose. It's not good now. But talk about taking your medicine. Jimbo, I think, has been humbled. It may not sound like it, but I think he knows that if he doesn't, yeah, he can walk away with a lot of money, but with nothing of a reputation coaching-wise intact if he doesn't fix this. Well, and, not- and so I think he's going to make the substantive changes because everybody loves a redemption story. If he comes back and he wins eight or nine next year and then he gets – look at that. He made those changes. And there are issues. Look, Brian Kelly went through a similar situation at Notre Dame. Not as bad. He complete overhaul. And he turns things around at Notre Dame. And so I think that's where Jimbo is. I think he's been humbled enough to where he knows he's got to do it. Whereas opposed to if he's seven and five, eight and four, my way works. I, he doesn't sound like it, but I think he's going to make that decision. Well, we'll see. Chris, I would add to this, to that. Um, he didn't leave Florida State in the the best situation and i felt oh, awful like he, awful terms yeah. i felt like he was ready to cruise a year or two before he did it and that was reflected in his recruiting so yes as far as his reputation yeah if he doesn't turn it around at a&m he's doing the less miles at kansas thing um and that's about the best job he's going to get oh yeah no there's no question about it and, and he's young and the money matters but look he'll get a ton of money but i think he feels like he's in a situation where his reputation's at stake. And if he makes the moves and, and he does it, and, and if it doesn't work and it doesn't work out, well then, you know, it's, yeah, it's tough, but he still maybe has a chance to salvage his reputation. But if he's going to be hard headed and say, my way is going to work, it's always going to work. And then I think he is, is damaging his, or he will further damage his reputation because look, there's no question about it. The last year at Florida state in particular, I mean, he, he had that, – that wasn't a search at A&M. That was Scott Woodard and Jimbo Fisher. That deal was locked up midseason, and, and as we say, he let go of the rope pretty quickly. I mean, he was out the door, and, and that was – that was that's known, and that's why the Florida State folks hate him. And I always say, yeah, well, it's true, but you also didn't have the money to do the things that he wanted done for a few years. It doesn't – you don't quit on your team, though. That was bad. I, I complete – I completely understand him leaving Florida State. He should have because that was, you know, the, the AM has got more money and got more resources. But all that money, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't do it right, you can see it just is a lot of empty promises, and he's got to fix that. And and if he can't fix it uh, and he's stubborn, he's going to ruin, you know, he's going to ruin his reputation. Um, you know, he won't be able to go and – go back home to West Virginia and get that job. You know, I mean, he, he, he would have a hard time in a lot of things, you know, if he doesn't figure that out, you know, um, th- th- those he's got to, he's, he's got to fix that. And I think they believe in him, not maybe the fan base, you know, the fan base is going to always, but the, but the key people, I think that's where it's headed. Wow. Okay. Well, just real quick, this is out of left field and I'm sorry to keep you too long, but no, 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 that's fine. We haven't even talked about what a great weekend it was for Tennessee. It was a great away from, away from Missouri. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. And I do want to get your thoughts on that, but A&M, would they have interest in Lane real quickly? And then I do want to ask you a question about Tennessee. You know, um, 
if if the timing were right, yeah. But but again, I don't think they're going at that right. I, I think you know, and absolutely would be with the money and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Look, here, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about the A and M job. They've never won and all that, and that's true. But they've got everything you'd want. You know, they say, "I want this. We'll give you two. You know, just to have a backup. You want to have a backup indoor facility? We'll, we'll have one of those too. You know, just in case." You don't like the color in the first. I mean, they just are gaudy. So, yeah, they can do what anybody else can do, maybe even better. But you got to have the right guy doing it. That, that is absolutely true. And and don't really have the politics that you have at Auburn. So, in some ways, it's, you know, but they've never won there. I mean, 1939. I mean, the queen, God rest her soul, wasn't even a queen then. <laughs> Think about that. Just the last time AM's won a quote unquote national title, 1939. I can't I can't do any more queen coverage. Um I, I, last thing, who, who rated the highest when you broke down the film in the Tennessee game? What what ball stood out to you? Or uh I actually, full disclosure, not done with the tape yet. So I can't I can Fair answer enough. that not not done with the tape yet. But I do say what I can tell you who did good, obviously. Uh, Hooker and high head, rinse and repeat. I thought Brew McCoy did a really good job. I want to um, give a little shout out to Dylan Sampson. I thought did a really good job. Yeah. Tyler Barron, um, Brandon Turnage in the secondary. Um, Jordan um, uh, Jordan Thomas. Another guy that did a really good job on, on special teams, I thought, going down the field. So I, those are some guys that uh, um, kind of stood out um, to me at this point uh, in the in breaking down the tape. Good stuff. Somebody said Fant, which uh, I'm sure you would Yeah, have- he did. Well, I mean, he had the big play, but just overall uh, play in, play out. Um, it was a good game, yeah. I, I wouldn't put him on the, the first list, but he played played pretty good, yeah. Yeah, he did. Chris, good stuff. LandryFootball.com. We certainly appreciate it. We will talk to you on Thursday. Big week as Tennessee gets ready for South Carolina. Go to LandryFootball.com. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I've got an appointment this week, and it's going to be a Big Orange Phillies. Looking forward to that. Big Orange Phillies is phenomenal. Great food. Amanda, you've had it. The yeah. food is uh, fantastic. It's a family uh, environment, and it's a lot of fun when it comes to billiards, when it comes to throwing darts, a whole nine yards. That's big orange fillies. It is just incredible. Back in two minutes with this day in sports history and this day in Tennessee sports history as well. Thank you to Brittany. Hit that like button, the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and subscribe and share. We appreciate that as well. For Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. Two minutes, and we're back with this day in sports history. ...has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today.
Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Desk Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Desk Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. Well, this was kind of a big one. I bet you anybody over the age of 30, 35 maybe, remembers this one, 1998, November the 14th. Number one, Tennessee defeated number 10, Arkansas, 28-24 in a battle of unbeatens. People forget that Arkansas team, had they beaten Tennessee, probably had an outside shot at making the BCS National Championship game. Uh, It would have been an outside shot, but they had a shot, and Tennessee would go on to win the national title. That's the Clint Sterner game in which he decided it would be appropriate to use the football as a cane. That's usually frowned upon, Amanda. Sometimes that is. Sometimes that is. Thought that would stabilize him in his fall, and it was almost as if he had money on the game and left the ball just sitting there. And uh, wow, what what a game. Unbelievable. It seemed like uh, Tennessee was completely out of that game at the end. I don't even know why they threw the ball, why they ran play action, but they did. They probably could have just run the clock out. And what did Tennessee do in response? They just handed it over and over to Travis Henry. He gained 43 yards in five plays, scored the game-winning touchdown, and wow, that's uh, that was uh, an incredible day. That that 1998 season, people talk about the Florida game, and I, I certainly get that. But if if not for that game, then the Florida game would have kind of been lost in the shuffle. And um, by the way, we'll add this too: Chicago Bulls NBA player Dennis Rodman weds Baywatch actress Carmen Electra. I guess where they got married. 
This will be a real stunner for you, Amanda. Miami. No, where do people get married that most oftentimes have regrets? Gatlinburg. <laughs> it's probably in the top. I'm kidding. Five. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, they got married obviously. in Vegas, the little chapel where uh, John Adams of Off the Hook Sports got married as well. So, but that worked out. So, okay. That's completely different. So, this day in sports history is brought to you by Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. Viles Automotive Group is all about integrity. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. At Callahan, they are the center of where you need to shop for your car. And it's worth the drive if you're in West Knoxville because the selection is unbelievable. And Biles Automotive Group, please tell them that Off the Hook Sports sent you. Also have a fantastic service department that will take care of your car with integrity. So uh, Tennessee with a college football playoff coming out uh, tomorrow. Be interesting to see where they land. Um, you can definitely chalk off one team that could have possibly made the move in, in Oregon, although I didn't think that would happen. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red said, if the worm had a wedding in Gatlinburg, I am there. I He's just a really, really interesting dude. Eccentric. Yeah, eccentric, but also very unstable emotionally. Like, to be able to play I, do you remember you probably don't when he was it was a long time ago he won defensive player of the year award at 1980 1989-ish um yeah you don't remember that you're like eight and um i was three three sorry bad math all right so well you look like you are like 22 so thank you dave did i salvage myself no you're smiling, so maybe slightly. I'm smiling for this show. <laughs> um, but he bawled out loud when he won the Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. Just absolutely bawled out loud. And, um, yeah, he was the one, too, that during the Bulls' run to their last championship said, I need 48 hours off. And he went to Vegas – I don't know if they got married on this particular weekend or not, you know, because it would have been during the playoff run. But he said, I needed a break, went to Vegas. And Michael Jordan immediately turned to Phil Jackson and said, he's not going to be back in 48 hours. He's not, he's not going to come back. So after um, about 58 uh, hours, I think they said, Michael Jordan flew to Vegas to go get Dennis Rodman. And who answered the door? Carmen Electra. There you go. And uh, she went and hid behind the couch because she was scared of Michael Jordan. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Seems very. Oh, probably drug induced. That makes more sense. Okay. That could make sense. Uh, yeah. And uh, somebody asked uh, about any basketball talk. So I did want to mention this. So pretty surprised to see uh, Tennessee and get your thoughts. But uh, Tennessee, as far as. Uh, the way they played last night was uh, a little befuddling to me against Colorado to lose 78 to 66. And the term complacent was used. Um, it's early in the season and let's face it. It's what you do in March, but after whipping Gonzaga uh, 99 to 80 and a very comfortable win against Tennessee tech, 75 to 43 uh, to lose to Colorado 
um, in Nashville was a little bit surprising to me. Now, they'll play Florida Gulf Coast on Wednesday, so you would think they'll get back on the winning ways. And then the battle for Atlantis uh, for Butler in the Bahamas is coming up uh, later in the month on November the 23rd. So, again, it is November. It's it's not really basketball season. Maybe it's not in their minds. But, Dustin, you brought it up. I was a, I was a little bit surprised that Tennessee – didn't have a, a, a better showing um, that that to me um, it's not a cause for a concern, but it's something you kind of pin up on your uh, pegboard and say, eh, if they if they if they struggle down the line, you wonder about the maturity of this team. Smoky Mountain Reds said they seem to be in cruise control and it bit them in the bad word. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. And uh, cruise control against uh uh, any team in November is is going to happen. So, all right. Um, and by the way, your Packers, you're a Packers fan now, right? No. Oh, I thought you got one over by your. Uh... No, I'm a Titans fan. I'm not a Packers fan. Oh, okay. Sorry. Dear God, no. We're going to the Packers game because they're playing the Titans on Thursday. Oh, but he's from Wisconsin, so I would assume that he's a Packers Correct. fan, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a Wisconsin Badgers fan either, but he is. <laughs> we don't have to share our sports. No, you don't. No. no, you don't. So will you be decked out in Titans gear in Lambeau? By the way, I was referring to the Cowboys blowing that one. They should have won that game. Uh, but the Packers win 31 to 28. Will you be decked out in your Titans gear? I will underneath my heated coat and my fuzzy boots and my heated socks. And everything else. You can't, you won't be able to tell what fan I am because everything that is going to be showing is going to be something that is heated because it is freezing. It is freezing. Maybe you'll get like the Indian summer, is what they used to call it when it would get warm for like a week. Maybe you'll get an Indian summer in Green Bay. No, it's supposed to be in the 30s. Ouch. Seems I love my husband. Seems terrible. Uh, Pedigo of Chattanooga is where you need to go for fantastic e-bikes and you know that they're locally owned and family owned and they want to make sure that you have the proper service if anything goes wrong with those e-bikes. That's Pedigo of Chattanooga. Tell them Off the Hook Sports sent you if you want the best prices and also the best e-bikes on the market. If you buy one from some e-commerce website, you're not going to have service. You're probably not going to get what you would like. So Amanda LaFrada, how about a little message for bingo? This is an opportunity for our loyal listeners, and we greatly appreciate them to win one of two prizes. They can win a prize to Owl's Nest Barbecue, a barbecue supply pack, or you can also win some chill pills or whatever you would like at crafttreats.com. That's pretty awesome. And the chill pills are fantastic for your pet if it has arthritis issues, anxiety issues, or maybe even digestive issues, the chill pills at Craft Treats are for you. And even if you don't win, you can use the off the hook, off the hook, not off the hook sports, off the hook promo code and get 20% off. So message board bingo. Amanda is now. Who is the Mickey Mouse <clears throat> on the training staff that is terrified of cool weather? 
I watched multiple games across college football yesterday and last night where the weather was below 40. Only one team made it a big deal and had hot chocolate like they were Santa Claus and his merry little elves. Every other team was completely normal like they should be because 35 to 40 degrees without rain or high winds isn't that cold for sports. Considering we have done the hot chocolate and broth for multiple coaching staffs, this tells me it's a trainer that has been on multiple staffs making this decision. Okay, I think I know this one. All right, the so the camera panned to it to show it. So if you were watching any, like if you were watching it at all, you saw it. Okay, so who is this? Go ahead and you have 10 seconds, and we can hook you up with a fantastic prize to craft treats or Owl's Nest barbecue. I'm going to say Smoky Mountain Red said I'm clueless. I am too. I'm going to say that it was Missouri. No. Oh, because it didn't. No, I don't know. Uh, Walter State, Smoky Mountain Red said. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it either. It is LSU. LSU? Yeah, they panned to it and it said like broth, hot chocolate. Like it was labeled. One of the things that I took away from Chris Landry's conversation, by the way, is he didn't think Nick Saban would retire. And I thought the same thing. Did you see the way that he celebrated and was so happy after the Ole Miss game? I mean, that's not a ho-hum, let's get through the season. I thought he was genuinely happy for his guys. And, And here's a guy that, of course, loves winning championships, but I think he loves it too when his players who are outmatched by his standards this year, by his standards. I think he loves to see them have joy and have success. I think to him, that's part of the process, air quotes. Yeah, well, we saw actually in that game, I think the first time this season, I saw Nick Saban cuss out his team on the sidelines. And then all of a sudden they get up and they they do better and they win the game. So let's have some more of that, please. What are your thoughts on Will Anderson? He's not a big sack guy, so you can't go to the stats and just say a bunch of sacks. But he's kind of had a – I don't know. I guess I thought he was going to take another step. I, in all reality, he could have left and gone and been the first pick in the NFL draft last year, but he had to play three years in college. Um, so maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I expected him to make a major step when he was already on my Heisman ballot last year. But Yeah, thoughts? I mean, I think that people are – prepared for him they they watch game tape for him to defend him so i think that he is you know i think there's he's not going to be able to do anything that teams aren't already prepared for as far as getting to the quarterback or whatever and he's a freak of nature but i think that people prepare for that now well and And, i'm sorry well and tennessee definitely schemed away from him there yes. Was, there was no question. Now, Darnell Wright is very good at right tackle, but they definitely schemed away from him. Let's try to give something away. Message board bingo is now. We need to lose to UMass for the greater good. Oh, I think I know who this is. And I'm not even going to look up schedule. No Googling. You see my hands. I'm holding them up. Okay, 10 seconds but I don't know their schedule, so I'm not 100% sure. I need to say it's an SEC team. 
Okay, SEC team. Who's our guessers? Smoky Mountain Red says A&M. That's who I think it is. That is exactly who it is, Smoky Mountain Red. Yep. There you go, Smoky Mountain Red. You are our winner. And I'm going to put my email in here so you can contact me. And we will hook you up, no pun intended. So certainly appreciate that. And uh, Amanda LaFrada, in the end, uh, winners and losers from the weekend. As we look back over the weekend, I would say, and this Tennessee fans are going to like to hear this, but I would say Texas Christian beating Texas. That was a really hyped environment. You see Texas trying to do kind of the same thing that Tennessee's done, and that was Tennessee used to be a stale crowd, and, and now it's changed. I think Texas is trying to do the same with some of the light shows and all that. But Texas Christian able to win that game, so I would say they are uh, the the winner of the weekend. Um, loser of the weekend, I would um, I would probably have to point to Oregon. If you had any opportunity, um, you lost it to make the college football playoff. So. I went first. I took the easy ones. Your winners and losers from the weekend. Um, my winner is going to be that is this, it's it's kind of a winner and loser. LSU. I mean, you barely beat uh, you know, really sad Arkansas team without their starting quarterback. It's very clear you would have gotten completely destroyed if KJ Jefferson had played, but he's injured and did not. But you clinched the SEC West. So you you won in that sense. My loser of the week is going to be Texas A&M and really actually just Jimbo Fisher in general. Never has it ever happened. A number one recruiting class turns around and goes three, three and six, three and six. Yeah, I didn't, I don't understand that stat though, because any first year class isn't going to have a huge impact. No, but I, I don't think I you did. Stat, but I didn't you know. don't get a number one recruiting class. You don't recruit at a level of number one and then turn around and go three and six. Typically like not. Programs do not do that because if you're recruiting at that high, if you're number one in recruiting, you're normally not going to be UCF or you're not going to be, you know, TCU. Those aren't going to be your number one recruiting classes. It's always going to be probably between an SEC school, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. Those are your typical like top recruiting classes, Georgia, Alabama. So to go number one in recruiting and then turn around and go three and six, pretty pretty bad there, Jimbo. Yep. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. We'll visit with you tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern. Each and every weekday, look forward to that. And tomorrow on the program, we'll have a complete breakdown of Josh Heupel's press conference. And we'll have that on Off the Hook Sports later today and our YouTube channel. So hit that like, subscribe, and share button. Be sure and hit the like button and turn your notifications on. And we'll get that Josh Heupel press conference up ASAP. Have a fantastic day, everyone. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.